Sorry, we're closed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 16 of Sorry, We're Closed. And we have indoor dining folks here in the great state of New Jersey. I actually got a text from one of my uh, my DJs to rebrand this podcast as Holy Shit, We're Open. Uh, because since I've started this podcast, we have only been closed, uh, at least indoor. And um, as of this past Monday... Uh, Governor Murphy, Murphy um, announced that we would be having 25% indoor capacity and starting this Friday. Uh, this poses a, a whole new you know ball game for us, especially you know at Green Rock when the the sun the the weekend after Labor Day weekend is a weekend that is uh, very busy for us, and it starts the busy season. Our, our September and October are notoriously our busiest months, um, and, it, and we don't anticipate that slowing down. We actually decided to go ahead and get a uh, tent. Uh, not really, it's going to be a tent, but it's going to be like a, we're, we're closing off an area over in the parking, garage, parking lot in order to um, you know help and, and be able to put as many people as we can safely uh, and be able to make some money this fall because in the outdoor we need space obviously and then we need to be able to social distance people we need to be able to have masks all that good stuff and we're going to do this um, the proper way so we decided to go the the parking lot route now obviously we have a little bit of indoor now with green rock green rock's capacity is 237 people that means we can put 59.25 people in the bar which really is only seven tables it's really not that much and then when you're in a bar with only seven tables it's kind of you know it's hard to provide atmosphere for people you know when it's only seven and they all have to be sitting at their table it's not like they can kind of like oh you know we'll crowd around this part of the the part of the bar to have some type of atmosphere but there's not you know you we have to have you know socially distant tables all that good stuff so it's kind of uh a crazy little time um, and now that they're coming back, you know, they're coming back right before Labor Day weekend, which, you know, I sure as hell hope, I know the shore bars have been hurting all summer, um, I hope nothing happens poorly down there, and they're able to, you know, facilitate it so that Governor Murphy doesn't come back and be like, well, screw you guys, um, you, know, you lost indoor dining, but, <clears throat> you know, we have, we have quite an interesting fall, uh, ahead of us at Green Rock, you know, it's, it's been a crazy, I remember we first started getting indoor dining, or the the thought was like the last week of June or something like that. And then, you know, stuff was happening down the shore. They didn't like, you know, the the state didn't really love what they were seeing out there. And so what they ended up doing was they ended up pulling back on it because they didn't want July 4th weekend to be a just a madhouse down the shore. So I thought naturally that two weeks later, maybe we'd get indoor dining again. And they they didn't re- even restart discussions, to my knowledge, until you know later in August. And now we have you know finally we have some indoor dining. And the biggest thing with indoor dining now is you know twenty five percent doesn't really do a whole lot for Green Rock. The biggest thing with indoor dining that we have right now is starting the clock. You know, there's you know, I'm sure Governor Murphy has a a timetable in mind. Um, 
that if everything goes according to plan, that we will ha- we'll get to 100% at this point. We'll get to 50% at this point, you know, and so on. And getting that clock started in September so that when November rolls around, even late October and December rolls around, we have a decent amount of capacity inside in order to make some money and be able to um, afford our bills, you know, come the new year and then, and so on because, you know, obviously outdoor dining really isn't feasible again until April at the earliest. And New Jersey Aprils are not super warm. You know, it's rainy, it's, it's cold a lot. It's not, you know, you don't really see like consistently good weather until May. And sometimes even into May, it's not that great. Uh, it's crazy to think that we started this quarantine back in March and now I'm already starting to prep for next next spring. But that's that's the world we live in right now. Um, back in in June, I started. I I made out a plan for Green Rock to be able to survive until the new year, uh, and then and then and move on from there. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna be fine. You know, if indoor dining and everything goes according to plan, we we get through this year and and this this coronavirus subsides. Green Rock will be fine, but it is it is a crazy crazy time to be I'd never been so excited for 25% capacity in my life you know I never thought I'd be ecstatic about 60 people coming in the bar and being able to only sit down they can't stand but they can sit down and then on top of it having that you know that parking lot adjacent to us is great but it comes with a lot of headaches you know you're talking you know I got to figure out exactly how to be able to play music there and not disturb people. I mean, it's only a parking lot, so it's not like people are hanging out there. It's not a business center. So, you know, be able to play music, but at a reasonable level and make sure that my, my, my staff is able to create an atmosphere for people out there because you're paying a premium to be out there while also being respectful to the people that let us into the parking lot and trying to accommodate them so that we don't come away looking like jerks and all this. And also able to make money. You know, it's a win-win for everyone. Obviously, inevitably, we'll have problems. We'll have people that don't want to you know, wear their masks all the time. We'll have people that don't necessarily follow the rules and you know, you know, do things that they're not supposed to be doing. But with that being said, uh, we're preparing the best we can to handle all of that. And I think a lot of my baseball career and being having to prepare for constantly having to prepare for things that you're not planning on in a, in a baseball game has been able to prepare me for this stuff. You know, I remember talking to, I talk, I went on this show called Hawk Talk um, <clears throat> yesterday, and it was, I went to Monmouth University in South Jersey or Central Jersey, and, you know, the Monmouth Hawks, and so it's, that's Hawk Talk. And then I come on from a guy that, He's like uh, the, I don't know exactly what his, his exact role is there. I know he announces the basketball game, stuff like that. And we just talked about um, stuff in, in my career and what I'm doing post-baseball. And it's interesting to, to think, when you, when you really sit down and talk about it, it's interesting to see just how baseball has prepared me for life afterwards. You know, having to prepare day in and day out for anything that could happen on that mound um, and having to make split-second decisions has prepared me for things like this where I mean I have a, a you know two or three days to be able to make decisions but you know I remember in, I was in Seattle in spring training and we went to a 
Uh, you have usually have like little meetings. Sometimes you have some people come in, and sometimes they have some pretty cool people come in. So this particular meeting was a a Navy SEAL commander. Um, I don't remember what team he was the, the Navy SEAL for, but he was you know, he was a big dog, and he used to say he was saying that that he would make you know decisions immediately, and he wasn't the best decision maker. He never claimed to be. What he claimed to be was the fastest decision maker. And when you're in combat, he would talk about how I'm going to make four or five decisions before one. This other guy makes one, and so now I will get to the the, the better answer quicker than him because I will always be gaining information and and uh, you know changing course. Information is constantly coming into him because he's constantly making decisions and moving, and the decision making you make allows you to bop around you it's going to be a zigzag to the right answer but it's better than standing still and that's why you know when I'm running this part you know we did this thing called we we were trying to buy decide whether or not we should buy outdoor TVs or use the indoor TVs obviously you can't see great if the sun is is on the outdoor TVs and we want these people to be able to see the games obviously we want to provide that type of atmosphere but with that being said, a 42-inch Samsung is like 300 bucks, 400 bucks. When I go do an outdoor TV, you're talking, you know, some of the better ones are $2,400, $2,800. So we're talking, you know, not just, you know, we're talking about 10x the price here. Now, that means that in my view, I got to be seeing 10x in return, probably more on these on these TVs. Now, Green Rock's not an outdoor outdoor bar. So, I can't use these again once coronavirus is over. We're allowed back inside. There's no real point. I just spent you know twenty grand on TVs, and it's not we can't use them anymore. One these types of TVs, once you buy them and open the box, they're there, they're yours. You can't. There's no thirty day warranty on these. If someone were to wreck them, it's a problem. If rain were to happen and people cancel, that's a problem. If you know something were to happen at one of these events or even at different bars events, and the town shuts it down. That's a problem. All of these things have to be taken into consideration, and I'm not going to be one. You know, there's a lot that I I try. I thought we'd be okay with, and one of my partners ends up bringing up that this is a lot of risk for a time where COVID's not great. Yeah, you're going to might get some complaints about not being able to see the TVs and so on and so forth, but the 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 risk reward here doesn't add up. Not to mention, my partner had a, has had a lot of experience with these types of TVs, and quite frankly, says that it's not even close to worth what you're paying for. Um, with some hits, it you're still still not seeing it great. Um, so, using these indoor TVs and putting them under these tailgate tents, you have you have a good chance of seeing seeing them pretty well. So, with that being said, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to go the direction of of the outdoor TVs. And I had made the decision, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one that I pride myself on in making these good decisions and making the best decisions for the bar, but I had made the decision to go with the TVs, and I was dead wrong. It's not the decision that should be made. And when you sit down and you talk with this guy, and I should have talked to him before I even, even told the guy to go get the TVs. We don't have the TVs that we pulled the plug on. But before even going and doing making this move, it should have immediately been brought to my partner that had the most experience with it. And for whatever reason, usually I'm good about that, but for whatever reason... I didn't do that, and I didn't. I, I, I kick myself now for it. I mean, granted, he 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 was able to get to me before we made the decision, but 
you know, you kick yourself for it because that's, you know, basic. That's not one of those things where, oh, okay, well, I learned. I should, I got to go do that. This is as basic as it gets. You know, you're making a decision based off something you don't really know. You know you have a partner that has more, more information on this. Why wouldn't you go and talk to that guy and ask the, ask the question? It, it didn't make any sense. And again, thankfully, it turned out well, and we're going to make the best we can. And one of my, my, my other partner who runs this whole thing with me, was talking to me about how he doesn't want to end up. Uh, what's the I like the guys in Fire Island? Fire Island. You know, we don't want to throw. You know, say we're having this crazy party, and it ends up not being. Now, keep in mind, we do have to tailor some expectations here. You know, I can't throw a crazy party. You know, you still got to be seated. You know, we're going to be playing some music. We're going to get some tents out there. Hopefully, get a little atmosphere going. And, you know, maybe be able to get some some crazy stuff happening. But at the same token, we got to be smart about this. We can't have uh, people standing. You can't have, you know, we, you know, at Green Rock, as I've told you in past podcasts, we have a lot of napkin throwing. We have a lot of, you know, all that stuff. Can't do that out there. Can't be picking up a million napkins. And my, the parking lot guy doesn't want to see a, a thousand napkins around his, t- his cars. So there's a lot of nuances that go into making this all happen. And we're making it happen, but we got to make sure that we're doing it the right way and we're doing it the smart way to keep the business in check and make sure that we're, we're making the correct decisions here um, when it comes to when it comes to spending money during a pandemic. Um, so the decision we came to last night was, you know, in the beginning, we're going to use zero, we use all indoor TVs. And if the time comes where we're like, wow, this was really bad, maybe we put out one or two, we float two, two indoor TVs or outdoor TVs out there to see how it looks. And then we make moves from there. Uh, but to say that to go immediately and to do the eight, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. And I think, again, when it comes to decision making, I've prided myself on making great decisions and being able to do these things. But sometimes, you know, you make you mess up and you don't make the best decisions that you could for the business. And you, you live, you learn and, and you and you move on. But it's it's interesting to see how all of this kind of comes together. And what's also interesting for me is as a bar owner, as a guy who went to Green Rock before any of this stuff happened, you know, come that first football Sunday and Saturday, you know, they're going to see this these tents, you're going to see all these TVs outside, you're going to see a DJ, you're going to see like me, and I'm going to be out there, you know, mingling and, and trying to make sure how people have a good time and all this good stuff. And when we do those things and we have that stuff happening, you know, as a customer, you don't know, you don't realize that the last two weeks, three weeks of the, of trying to make this happen was an absolute shit show. You don't realize, you know, the conversations I'm having with the city to make sure this is happening. Con- the, you know, the contract negotiations I get in with the parking lot, you know, the insurance that I got to put out there, all the liquor we got to buy, whether or not you do the outdoor or the indoor TVs, well, how big of a tent do we need? Do we do a tent? You know, I've heard the tent takes away atmosphere. Maybe we shouldn't do the tent. You know, putting all of this together is what the grind is about and what it is to be able to make it all work while also minimizing risk. Being able to mitigate the risk you have that you put into place here, especially in a pandemic, is huge. And being able to to, to do this is, is more important than anything else, uh, mitigating the risk during this because you can't afford a big miss. You just simply cannot afford a big miss. 
you know, who knows when the landlord's going to start wanting, you know, to start being paid back. He's been great so far. Who knows when that comes, if that comes knocking, puts us in a, in a world of pain. You know, in all of these things that go on and go forth, it's a crazy life we live. Uh, trying to finagle our way through this coronavirus and hope that, you know, everyone talk, you know, a lot of people talk about how it's politically driven. You know, I hope November 5th rolls around and this thing's gone. You know, yeah, of course, I'd be a little pissed off that I lost all this money throughout the, this and you've ruined all these businesses. But yeah, I mean, November 5th having an end date would be amazing. I don't think it's realistic. I think probably, if even if it is politically driven, I probably it probably doesn't end, you know, for a couple months after the election. But I don't ha- can't worry about that. I can't worry about all that. I have to worry about what I can control. And what I can control is trying to set this business up as good as it can in order to prosper throughout, you know, through the fall and throughout the new year. If we close in November because it's cold out, we can't open. Whether or not, you know, we or we're open, you know, at 50, 75%. Once we get above 50% at Green Rock, we're actually pretty okay. Because we try to minimize how many people we let in anyway because we want people to be able to move, less fights, less fines. You know, people can get to the bar and spend more money. It's like it's a win-win if you let a little less people in. So once we get over that 50%, 60% threshold, we're actually in a pretty good spot. But it's about getting there. And it's about being making sure the business survives to get there. And it's a much tougher task than people give it credit for. It is, it is a, it's an absolute son of a bitch to be able to take your business and navigate all this and come out the other end you know hopefully stronger and well and 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 in a better spot but be able to do it all and be able to not build burn relationships with your landlord burn relationships with the town you know you know these people that come out and defy governor murphy's orders yeah listen i get it and if you're if green rock is about to go under i'd probably do the same thing but right now we're in a position we don't have to do that and I think a lot of it has to do. I'm not speaking about these other restaurants that might have to do this, but when I'm in my in my our case, I was or I and my partners were able to control what we spent, control where we were, be able to build with relationships that we built with the town and with our landlord and all that stuff allowed us to a little more flexibility in times like this. And now we're in a good spot to come back, and that's just the the name of the game. And if if that is the case, you know, moving forward. We put ourselves in a, in a great position to be able to come out the other side, pay back all the debt we might have after you know getting it throughout this time, and moving forward and, and, and getting to where we need to be. Um, hopefully, January first, we're at one hundred percent occupancy, and we're in a good spot to 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 thrive for years to come after this. You know, we've been open eighteen years. Hopefully, that we're open another eighteen. That's what I hope. I hope to own Green Earth the rest of my life. Um, but we got you know this. It's not going to be any tougher than this. Year one of Green Rock, it won't get any tougher than this. And on top of it, I added a podcast to the world. You know, sorry we're closed, and which I absolutely loved doing. And it's a it's a good a good way to um, kind of relay to you guys and talk to you guys and, and what you guys go through. And when you when you listen to this, you know, tweet at me some of the business and stuff that you guys have done that and that decisions you've had to make and how to navigate your own little personal life. Um, to come out the other side 
uh, because no one is immune to this. It's not just a business thing. It's not a small business thing. It's not a restaurant industry thing. It's it's everyone. People are making some of the same decisions I'm making and having some of the same conversations I'm having with their landlords and with you know, with the people that they work for and things like that in order to you know navigate their way through this. It's, it's been a crazy time. Um, and here we are, you know, at least in the restaurant industry, hopefully seeing a little light at the end of the tunnel. Some people are going back to work, all great things. Uh, but it, it, we're not over yet, and, and we're we're getting there, but we're not we're not quite there yet. Um, and if we can just hold out a little bit longer, and some of these restaurants hold out a little bit longer, I think I think we're going to be in a good position to uh, succeed at the end of 2020 and into 2021, and have a great 2021 uh, with our customers being as loyal as they are, and and, and things like that. I think it's it's only it's only going to set us up to be in a good spot uh, coming back. So. That's all I had for you guys today. I was really excited about indoor dining. Uh, I was really excited to see where this this parking lot thing goes, and and hopefully we can get you know fifty seventy five percent by October inside. And if that's the case, you know, it this is exciting. It's a it's a great time um, to be you know be a part of this, and and finally kind of see a little bit of weight lifted off my shoulders as we move closer here towards a hundred percent indoor. And it's uh, it's a, it's a great feeling. Uh, to be in the position that we are in right now, going and endure some of the hard work that I put in, you know, from April until now, are starting is starting to pay off, which is great. Uh, but until then, next time, guys, you know, head out, head over to the YouTube page as always. Subscribe there. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening. To Sorry, we're closed. Episode this is sixteen, I believe. Episode seventeen comes out uh, Monday at five a.m. And uh, until then, guys, I, and I truly hope to do this now that we're allowed indoors. Until next time, guys. See you at the bar. Sorry, we're closed.